Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Uh, uh, yeah. We got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go. Deep Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, caught in the history. So now what? They got they mics and gizmos. Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah. Welcome to Sports and Things, a weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports and music topics of the week. Featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and host Dennis Turner. And welcome to Sports and Things, everybody. I'm your host, Dennis Turner. With me, as always, I have the fellas Trey Ely, John Lane, and we are once again Jay Hillis. As always. <laughs> as Jay always. Hill is the Ben Simmons of podcasting. Jay Hillis. Jay Hillis. Yeah. This is the podcast. Um, rest, in, rest in peace, Jay Hill. Uh, this is a podcast where we are musicians and artists who love to talk sports and we're going to get right into our first uh subject of the evening caps blow a lead late in the third and lose an ot the series is now tied at two who wins a best of three series um against uh i guess the uh, caps versus the panthers john solely <laughs> well, looking at the game right now, it looks like the Panthers. I mean, the, yeah, I uh, it's up four three, right? In the third, the Capitals were leading three nothing, and the sure. Panthers sure they four were John. unanswered goals. <laughs> sure they were. That's the story of the Caps all season. They just blow leads, and they don't know how to win in overtime. So they had a, uh, I think it was two one, in the third period, and they scored a goal with two minutes to go. Panthers scored a, a goal with two minutes to go in the third period to send it into overtime and then lost in overtime in game four. And now here we are game five up three, nothing. And then they squander that now with like four minutes to go, they're about to be down three games to two. So in this best of three, now they got to go home. They're not as good at home. And the Panthers are very good on the road. Uh, but the Capitals are generally the the Capitals are the best team on the road in, in all the NHL, and they're not playing like it right now. So, um, 
I I don't know. I think looks like the Panthers. They're they're the number one number one seed. So looks like they're gonna they're gonna take this series the way that they're playing right now. They play basically best of seven too, right? Yeah. Oh. All right, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> Sons and four. All right, Sons and four. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they could have seen your face when you uh when you looked up. Uh. What, what would it take? I don't want to just leave it at, at they're going to lose because then that just makes this segment really short. What would it take <laughs> for them to pull off a victory and pull off a, a three? Uh, they only need two games, right? To win a three sweep. Yeah. Best of three. Their defense is not very good. They, uh, the Panthers are just really fast. And the way that the Capitals have been winning is, and the Panthers just scored another goal. It's 5 3 now. Oh, well, five, five, five that's, that's, that wraps up the hockey jump start. Yeah. All right, let's let's move on. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on the Nats game now. Huh, okay. Done. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Washington Commanders. Uh, sorry, John. We, yeah. we have to. The Nats now. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. The Nats are doing all right right now. Okay. Um. Oh, wait. Question. Today right. that is. Are we all weirded out by um? Uh, rookie quarterback Howard never trying beef. No, never trying anything but chicken. Nothing. Nothing. Beef, burger. No seafood. No seafood. No nothing but chicken. How would he do? He eats nuggets and chicken fingers like a little kid for everything. He brings. I, I saw he, he orders, brought his. He brings chicken fingers to the uh, to to dinner. Uh, yeah, and he yeah. orders chicken tenders at, yeah. at any restaurant. Yep. Yo, that's got to be a bad diet. So he's for ordering like him. the kids' meal. <laughs> that's a but bad a grown man yeah that's a grown I, man and if you eat that much chicken growing up why after we while, need another weirdo on our roster i knew a, um I, I used to i used to date this girl back in the day who will remain nameless but her mom told me a story one time about how she grew up eating chicken like they had chicken every day and as an end result she will not eat chicken as an adult wow so this dude is the opposite. I mean, not even like a turkey burger or right. He like, all he eats is chicken, bro. I think that's 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 wow. that's a that's a hot take. I don't think that's realistic. I'm I'm weirded out by that. I mean, that was his quote. Yeah, that was his I, quote. He said he he did, he's never tried any of that uh, stuff. So you can't tell. Never me tried it. If if you if you ex, if you tell me this dude, you can't tell me that it ain't something wrong with him. Right. So well, here's the thing. Last he, thing we need is another weirdo. RG three. I'm sorry, rest in peace, but Haskins, we got to, all we Three. have is weirdos coming Why in. Why don't here. we have normal quarterback people? too? Weirdos. Wait, ever have so hold normal on. people. He's, he went to North Carolina, he went to North Carolina, um, UNC, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're telling me he was on campus at UNC and <laughs> somebody chicken never tenders. tried any barbecue. Somebody always tenders. got him chink, chicken tenders? Chicken tenders every time. Dude, dining <laughs> halls on chicken. college campuses could be having chicken tenders every day though. You don't have. I mean, that's it's very easy to do that. Really? Yes. I don't chicken know. tenders is so chicken tenders is one of them stations that's always there. Like pizza, oh, you get pizza oh, like every salad, day. You salad. get chicken tenders every day. You get salad every day. Yeah, certain it things don't like sound that. Like a, like a carnival there. boat. Like, <laughs> like nah, a bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't get it twisted. It ain't that good. <laughs> I mean, we can debate about whether that's good too. Like, I ain't about to sit up and say you, if you ate chicken fingers on a cruise ship every day, you'd be healthy. You'd be the bill of health. Like, no, no, no. But it's it's it, it, well, health is another conversation. I'm just talking about quality of food. 
um, you know, aside the cruise ship, you at least getting some good food. The dining hall, all right, all right. Them same dry chicken tenders that been sitting under that lamp all day. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get a fresh batch. Like you can't because, even get a fresh- well, dude, they make them whether you go whether people take them or not, right? Because it's an everyday thing. So that joint is sitting there until somebody take them. So what do they do with the leftover chicken fingers? So when I was in college, <laughs> when I was in college, they had this thing called late night when the dining hall would reopen. And they would sell all the uh, all sell. Those, like that type of stuff for cheaper. It would be cheaper. You know what's yeah. funny? Uh, I told you guys like a story. The chicken this. fingers, the pizza, like all the little oh, junk food stuff would be cheaper. That's gross. Uh, I told you guys a story a while ago um, uh, about Martha's Vineyard. They have a place there called um, Backdoor Donuts. No. Mm-mm. Huh? Mm-mm. Yeah. So, I don't know about that. Negative. It's it's a it's a bakery. Negative. No, no, wait, wait. Just listen. Let me out. <laughs> it's because it's pretty pop- like especially around this time. It's super popular because the weather's breaking out there. So backdoor donuts. What you can do is like the place. It's a it's a bakery that's open during the day. At night, when the club scene is popping off in Martha's Vineyard, like hashtag Martha's Vineyard or quotations has Martha's Vineyard. Uh, the the bakery opens up the backside of the um, bakery and they sell donuts out of the back for like. You can get like six donuts oh, for like two dollars. So it literally is backdoor donut, but yeah, it just sounds backdoor donuts in Martha's Vineyard. Man, that sounds horrible. Backdoor where was that donuts? place? Where was that place we went to? I think it was somewhere on the West Coast where we stayed at this motel, not a hotel. But we stayed at the a Voodoo motel. Donut Joints. No, not Voodoo. No, not in Denver. It was like I want to say it was in Portland, maybe. And we stayed at a motel. And literally in the same parking lot was a 24-hour donut place. And you have to walk up to the window to get it after hours. You don't remember that? I do not remember that. We stayed at a motel. It was like, it was called called the the Dolphin or something like that. No, he was with us. Yeah, you know, he didn't eat the donuts. Yes, he did. On the on the road, I will divulge in like a donut or two. Yeah, they had had they had vegan uh, all broccoli (laughs) donuts. (laughs) They had wait. Let's just let's just make this clear. I'm not vegan, yo. (laughs) Pescatarian. Yeah, pescatarian. They had fish in them. (laughs) (laughs) The fish donuts. (laughs) Oh God. I'm not vegan. Like this is made as I don't eat beef or pork. Like I don't eat the swine and I don't eat cow, but like everything else. Oh, I don't eat lamb either. Like, but um, man, you missing out. Chicken, I eat chicken. I don't eat a lot of. I don't you eat and how y'all y'all could have dinner yeah, together. But no, I don't eat a lot of chicken. You a quarterback, Dennis? I, yeah, in my former life, <laughs> as I hold my hand <laughs> over the fire. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm like. I, yeah, nah, but I I do I remember is that the hotel where somebody had their stuff stolen from no. our crew? No, that was that was Denver. That was our that was right. Uh, Ari. Right, 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 right. And that's I remember Voodoo Donuts because Voodoo Donuts was vegan. Trey. Yeah, it is a no, vegan this, spot. This place was like a it was like in the it is dope. Midwest, so you ate but one it was, then. It was farther west. You know we. I, did you? I know I went. John, did you go with us? You went with me when I went to Voodoo Donut. Because remember, we yeah. saw the Simpson Donut. Yeah, the Homer yeah. Simpson Donut. Yep. Yeah. It was another donut spot in Denver too. It was like it looked like a like a it looked like a Krispy Kreme, but it wasn't a Krispy Kreme. Well, they have several locations in Denver. Yeah, it was it was cool. 
Uh, I wish I could remember that place though. I know Richard would remember, but it was a it was a seedy motel, and there was literally right in the same parking lot a twenty four hour donut spot that had dope donuts. And you could after hours you have to walk up to a walk up window to get the donuts. Oh, I, don't, I don't remember that. And there was a there was a there was a dark alley. And oh, I so remember, this gets worse. I remember Amir <laughs> to get there. You had to walk down the dark alley, but Amir uh, made someone take a picture of you him, get like donuts and heroin, like crossing over <laughs> the the alley. So all you can see was his silhouette. So he looked like you know that picture of uh, Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> funny. <Wow. laughs> that's what he looked like crossing over the alley. Anyway, you know what? Let's 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 detour for a second and let's talk about. We haven't already. Yeah, let's, let's let's stay on let's stay part of course, and let's talk about uh, CD, the most seedy hotels we've ever stayed in or motels. Oh my god, I can tell you which one that is. I can name two, but I can name one. I'm gonna name I'm gonna name one, and I'm gonna see if John names the next one. So uh, I can't. The problem with me naming them is I'm not gonna remember the locations, but I think it was somewhere in like Utah because I remember we were driving throughout the night and we were going down all these little windy mm-hmm, roads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Am I right? <laughs> That's the one I was gonna pick. And we ended up at this hotel at two o'clock in the morning. It was in Oregon. Oregon. Okay, bet. We ended up at this hotel at two o'clock in the morning. There was no person at the front desk. We had to get our keys from like uh, uh, a heroin addict, <laughs> <laughs> a crackhead. And it was like we. It was like one room. So it was like we weren't we weren't supposed to be there longer than like a couple hours. So he was like, all right, we we'll all stay in this one room. He walked <laughs> in the room. It looked like the crime scene from Coming to America. The hotel, yes. the room, the apartment yeah. from Coming to America with the chalk on the board and the chalk on the ground, the lay, the, the body yes. layout. Yeah. And I remember we went into this room, and then half of us was like, yo, we'll just sleep in the van. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all wind up staying in the room, but I think nobody took their coats off. Oh man, I kept my hoodie on. I left my coat on. I had like a ski suit on. There was like a blood stain on the floor. There were there was blood stains on the carpet. There were shit stains on the wall in the bathroom. Oh. Um, there was hair all in the bed sheets. And didn't didn't somebody sleep in the bed? Uh, Dyson. Dyson slept in the bed. He sure Dyson did. Slept in the bed. He got under the cover, slept in that bed. And then oh. the next, I remember the next morning we got up. And we well, were first of the, all, we didn't sleep. We didn't yeah, sleep. We stayed. Yeah, yeah, we, we stayed we up stayed and watched like that, six uh, the, that thirty yeah. for thirty. That thirty yeah. for thirty on the Orlando Magic. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> we're like, then, I don't feel safe sleeping in this. Yeah. <laughs> we get up the next morning and we're, we're we're going out to the van and we wind up running into these people. I, I, you remember those women we ran into? Yes, like they, they, at were a wedding? Go, they were going to a wedding. Right. Yeah. And that was just a weird interaction. That whole piece was weird. It was like a weird. Yeah. That was that was one of the weirdest places that we ever stayed in. They were so ultra friendly. They just like walked right up to us and just started talking. They're like, yeah. "So, what do you guys do? What are you guys doing here?" I was like, "Trying to get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> we leaving. Bye bye. Yeah, too bad we can't stay, baby." <laughs> <laughs> and the second one. So, John, I remember this one. Um, we checked into a hotel. This is on tour with uh, again. We checked into a hotel, and we're in the rooms. Uh, and about it would look like some construction was going on in the in the um, in the um, main the uh, main lobby. So we walk in, it's construction going on. We get our rooms. We're in the room for maybe like an hour and a half. And then I remember I got a knock on the door, and opened the door, and it was a mirror. 
And he had like all these red whelps oh, on his neck. I remember this. <laughs> Rich and I were sick. We were, we were, we were sick, and we finally passed the fuck out at like two in the morning. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So Amir comes in. He was like, "Yo, I'm I'm getting bit up by bed bugs." He was like, "What?" Yeah. He's like, "Have you been bitten up by bed bugs?" I'm like, "Me and Ralph, we're two, the two darkest people here. We don't." Bed bugs don't fuck with us. <laughs> they, don't, they can't see us, man. They ain't messing with us. <laughs> but he was, he was clearly like his neck was tore up from like yeah. he was like red bites all on his neck. He's like, Yo, we're getting out of this hotel. And it was in the middle of the night, it was raining. Wow. Trey would have looked like one big bug bite. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, have been, I'd have been sleeping in the van. <laughs> no, no. So check it, check it. So we we check out of the hotel. We check into another hotel. It was like an actual hotel. Like a- no way, you forgot. Amir went to the front desk and he told the guy. He goes, "Hey, you guys have a bed bug infestation." And the guy looked at Amir and he goes, "All right, where do I send the refund to?" Like he, right. it's like he knew. No, I, I was getting to that because remember oh, okay, when okay. we left, we left that hotel. We checked into the next hotel, and then somebody went and looked it up on Yelp. It and they was, changed uh, the name of the hotel so they would yeah. get customers to come in there because they had a bad report on Yelp about having they, bed bugs. They were the number one hotel on bedbugregistry.com. Disgusting. Wow. Number one. And, so those are, and Rich so and I were like, we who was Rich booking and, you guys accommodation? Yeah, we're not gonna name him. Don't know. Yeah, okay. he's he's he's, he's not from this country, <laughs> yeah. but he's been he's been the manager for like the last 15, 17 years. You just named him. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? I didn't say his name. <laughs> uh, I mean, you gave up, you gave him where in the world's Carmen San Diego here, niggas. Uh, you gave yeah. him all the clues. <laughs> no, that, uh, that could be one of two people. But anyway, um, yeah, Rich and I got really sick. And I remember for dinner, we just got soup and we stayed inside and we watched the playoffs, the NBA playoffs. I think it was when Kawhi was still with the Spurs. And we didn't fall asleep till like two, three in the morning. Rich finally passed out. And then Amir knocked on our door. And I thought it was somebody drunk because it was somebody banging on the door. And I opened it. He goes, he goes, you guys were getting out of here. This, this hotel is infested with bed bugs. And Rich goes, all right, you guys go ahead. I'm staying. (laughs) Yeah. Richard, Richard is resilient. He did not want to leave. He was was so tired. He was so tired and so sick. He did not feel like packing up again. That's we funny. ended up going to a Holiday Inn Express, so. Right, right, right. And that hotel was nice. Uh, Trey, you got any stories? <laughs> any <laughs> no, hotel horror stories? like that, man. Nothing I got, like I got one more, and then we'll move on to the next subject before we go to break. So when I was on tour in Asia, uh, we stayed at a bunch of, ho- we stayed on a bunch of Army uh, bases because we were touring with the Air Force, uh, Armed Force Entertainment. And I think it was a joke. Like, I honestly think it was a joke because they put us in this hotel and if Jay Hill was here, he could confirm my story because he was there. Um, it was a hotel in, I want to say Masawa, called A Hole in One. And I bullshit you. Oh, God. Pull up no. to this hotel, and our translator says, $5 sucky sucky around the corner. Wow. <laughs> That's the first thing he said to us, right? He was like, Whoa. okay. You walk into this hotel, and everything is dark. It's like dimly lit everything when you get your keys the people who hand you your keys the screen is smoked out so you only can see their hands so the only thing this transaction that you see is hands and money and keys (laughs) it's like wow get into the you get into the elevator uh 
You press the button to go up to your room. There's diagrams in the ho- in the elevator that tells you which rooms have certain sex chairs or blood beds in the rooms. I, if, if I'm lying, I'm light skinned dog. I'm telling you, I'm not making this up. <laughs> we get off. We get off on our floor. <laughs> as soon as you turn the corner, there's a vending machine with dildos in it. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you, and you remember uh, what's the scene, what's the movie with uh, with the red rum? Uh, the two twins. Uh, what's that? The Shining. Is that the Shining? Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So when you're walking down the halls, the whole the hallways are covered with crushed red velvet, <laughs> and the windows are sealed wow. shut. <laughs> like I can't make this up. You walk into the room. Uh, first off, when we got into the rooms, uh, somebody had just used the shower in one of the rooms because the steam was still coming <laughs> off the shower. Uh, my homeboy Sam Prather, shout out to Sam Prather. His room had a chair in it that was two chairs facing each other, and you put a quarter in it, and they went like this. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh, no. And in the lobby, I left this out. In the lobby, they had uh, an array of soft pornography for your choosing, like magazine. I took one as a souvenir. It was called Hot and Pink, <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't see any of the, you know, because over there they only show like the top hat. They don't show the bottom hat. So horror stories, hotel horror stories. We should do that. We should make that a segment. <laughs> I got I got one more. Okay, this, go ahead. This, this is the last one. This, actually, Amir told us the story. Oh no, no. <laughs> yeah. So he he and Jay Live went to um, I want to say it was either so, somewhere in the in the Middle East, um, and the bellhops you know take their bags and take them up to their room, and so he gets to the room. Amir opens the door, walks in, and then the bellhop walks into the room behind him. And he puts Amir's bags down and he just stands there. And Amir's like, yes. And he goes, do you want me? <laughs> <laughs> and Amir was like, uh, 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 no, 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 thank you. That's it. And he just turns around and leaves. <laughs> Hotel horror stories, people. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Let's talk about uh, the Canelo versus Bilbo fight just for a brief moment because uh, I think the world was shocked. But when you when you really when yeah. you break it down, it's not really that shocking because um, you got Canelo going up to one seventy five to fight somebody who is one seventy five, who was so- a solid one seventy five. Uh, and the first time that Canelo went up to super uh, light heavyweight, he fought somebody that was kind of on a decline, and he won for sure. But that type of up and down with your weight, like, and he he went vegan. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. <laughs> but if you did, he, who watched the fight? Did you watch the fight? Anybody? I did. I didn't get to see it. No. No. Okay. So I'll talk about it really briefly. If you watch the fight, you can see it now on replay for sure. If you watch the fight, everything that Canelo threw at this dude didn't even phase him at all. Like, and after a while, Canelo just got frustrated and he started doing like like little kid shit. Like at one point the dude threw a punch and he ducked under it and then he just picked him up. It was like, what's mm. happening? Like, <laughs> What's going on? Um, Mike Tyson said it too. Mike Tyson was like, he should have worked behind his jab. He didn't, yeah, he wasn't he throwing the jabs. The jabs. He was, he was, he was basically trying to like powerhouse this guy. 
And right. the dude was seemingly stronger than him. Like after a while, he was just uh Bivol was just loading up on him um and landing. Like I- I've never seen somebody land that much on Canelo. I think on Canelo, the- yeah. Oh, your mic went out. Yep. Again, nope. Yeah, it sounds really low all of a sudden. It's like what it did in the last episode. Like a short or something like that. There it goes. Yeah. Is it back now? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Canelo landed like 19% of his punches. And I think Bivol landed like 40. Mm. Yeah, it it just, it was a bad night for Canelo. So the question um, that I asked was like, what's next for Canelo? I know they said he should fight um, one of the Charlo brothers at back at 168. Um, he he's actually up um, for a rematch for this fight, even though he didn't lose a belt because he's he's unified at um, super middleweight. He doesn't have a belt at light like heavyweight, and Bevel has the belt, so he can challenge Bevel for another fight at um, one seventy five. Do you guys think he should do that though? I I think he's he's like the fluctuation of weights. I think is not really safe for him. Mm. I feel like he should just stay in his weight class, you know, and just, you know, I mean, if he starts to gain weight, then yeah, obviously. But um, if he's just purposely like, if he's purposely losing weight and gaining weight and stuff, I don't know that that's good. Yeah. Like, I agree with that. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think that that's natural or healthy. Yeah. He, he's at this point, probably going down as one of the most, dominant fighters that we've seen in, in this lifetime he's over 60 fights he's only lost twice he's drawn twice but he's won 59 fights on 37 knockouts i think mm. that's impressive enough yeah a rev resume for you to retire he's 31 so he probably has another four or five years in the tank before he actually even considers retiring um but i i, I agree i don't think he should be going up to 175 to fight yeah it, it's not a natural weight for him like it's not natural for him to fight at 175 at five nine. Like 168 is wow. perfect for that. So, I, I mean, I, I, I'm sure he's just doing it at this point because he doesn't feel like he's challenged. He's not challenged by anybody in his weight class. But I mean, there's some formidable fighters in, in um, um, uh, super middleweight like that. He should consider yeah, taking sure. on. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll see. All right, let's take a break. Um, this is Sports and Things. We'll be back. Hold up. Before we go on, do you have a hot take for the Sports and Things crew? Send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter. Maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll debate something that you want to talk about. Either way, hit us up. Now back to the episode. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We're going to get right into our next subject. Um, NFL. Should Brady re-retire just to do broadcasting? Uh, It's been reported that after he retires, I think it was Fox Sports offered him yep. a 10, mil, 10 year, $375 million deal that he gets. Sheesh. He'll be the highest paid broadcaster or analyst. He'll just be an analyst, right? He won't even be a yeah, um, yeah. play yeah. by play guy. He'll be making more than Tony Romo. I think Tony was making like $20 million a year. I think Brady's He's making like more 36. than he made in his whole football career in this contract. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what would you do? Uh, what he's going to do, retire after this season. I would just keep my job right now where I am hmm. and then wake my ass up out of that nightmare. <laughs> what? <laughs> he wants I to play. Totally take that. 
He wants to play. Well, yeah, I think he wants to win another ring. Yeah, the competitor in him wants to play. Like about, I think he only got this one more season left, bro. True, this is it, bro. After the signing that deal, uh, he yeah. gonna ride off into the sunset after this one. Yeah, and and you know he's been saying stuff like you know it's time to hang it up. My body's telling me like he's like you know you know when the end is near, but he's also how much he making now this year? Saying three hundred seventy five million. <laughs> <laughs> how, much, how much is he making this year? You might know how not much. Not three hundred seventy-five million. Nah, yeah, I don't not know. that much. He's not making three hundred seventy-five million in a year with Fox Sports either. That's over ten years. So how much is he making? What I'm this saying year? is that's more than his whole football career over twenty years. No, I got you. I got you for sure. But I'm saying, how much is he making this year as a football player? That I don't know. I don't even know. Let's see. Uh, Our statistician. Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> Hold up. Here we go. Uh, Brady's contract. Wait, what? <laughs> they just talk about Fox now. Stunned. Yo, if you, if you type in Brady's contract on, uh, oh, of course, anything that's it just says news. Brady's that's contract. The lead, that's the leading story. That's, that's the news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the leading story. Let me say Brady's yeah. football contract. Cause good lord, they ain't even. They don't even get no Tampa more. Bay uh, contract or something. All right, so he signed. Uh, he signed a two-year, fifty million dollar deal with the Bucks in two thousand twenty, but he'll only make. 15 million this year based on a restructured contract with Tampa Bay. So if he, if he retired tomorrow, he'd make more money being an analyst than he would playing football. Yes. Then he has in his entire. Yeah. <laughs> That's a raise for him. That's crazy. I wouldn't play football. He did, it, he did it differently, man. He, he built, he built up his career to the point where he can make more after. Then he's like the president which is- United States. <laughs> he did the president move. <laughs> You become president, and you go right. I mean, book, you go to he's book tour? like most people who build a career, though. They're gonna make more later than they make earlier. That's fair. You know, a lot of these athletes, their earning power is max while they're playing, and then after that, they, you know, if they don't manage their money well, they, you know, selling cars or something. But Yikes. he, you know, he made it so that that his earning power continued to rise. All right. That's, um, hey, I guess we say. He should re-retire, but he's not going to because he wants to play still. All right. I think after the season, he will. Yeah, he'll probably. I I think this is his last season. Now that that's sitting there, it's not like like last season he was retiring to just be retired. Now he's not like, it's not the same thing. You're retiring for football to go do something. He's like got something waiting on him. So, you know. Does anybody think he'll be a good analyst? Uh... I don't know. He, he knows the game. Um, RG3 know the game. No, I mean, what do you mean? No, but he's also. <laughs> he, you said who knows the game? RG3. What do you mean? Yeah, but you remember what you said? Uh, you said. You said. So you said RG3 some, knows the game like Tom Brady? <laughs> no, no. Remember what Dennis said? Dennis said some players who aren't very good at football are very good teachers. That's true. <laughs> well, well, and they so say RG3 is not good. RG3 is a good commentator, right? So Yeah, I, but maybe, I, but maybe I think, Tom Brady, I think Brady will be a horrible one. I think Brady also yeah. has personality, and he jokes and stuff like that. I, I mean, we'll see he does definitely have a personality. Let's see how it translates to being in real time. You know, like that's, you know, he's you know what would be dope on his feet. Is if he did play-by-play with um, uh, Peyton Manning. Oh yeah, see they oh, brought Peyton that'd Manning. Be, that'd over. be a little bit they, too much for that. I don't know. Well, yeah, that'd be very expensive. But I'm just saying, people that'd would be, definitely. No, I mean that'd be too much knowledge. I mean, the, oh. both guys can't be the you know. Why not? They, they wouldn't get past the first two <laughs> plays. They'd be breaking the first two plays in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I would man. watch that. I that would be interesting them. to watch them talk football. I, they should they should consider they did like that, that on the Monday Night Football. They had the Mannings with Tom Brady on. I yeah, remember that. They had yeah. him on there, but yeah. but on those conversations, they kind of talked about all kind of stuff, though. It wasn't yeah. like just. About but I would love to see them just like Eli was there, clown Daniel Jones or Eli's good Sam too. Howell. Though I mean, as far as knowing what's going on, Eli's funny. Field. Yeah, I mean, he knows Eli is funny. Eli's very funny. He'd be <laughs> frying Peyton too. Eli is like is like the is like the Forrest Gump of football. <laughs> yeah, we can like say that, but that motherfucker got two rings. That's what I'm saying. Like he got the two rings. He's like, wait a minute, he got two rings. Like, yeah, yeah. he ran everywhere and got him. He was, was like, the, he was good in those two playoff runs. Yeah, he was right. very good. Uh, let's go into the NBA. Uh, the Joker wins his second MVP uh, wow. title in two straight years. He won last year too, right? Yeah. So, uh, that's it. He's got more MVPs than Kobe <laughs> yeah, I Bryant. Gonna, I was gonna say, did you? I mean, he's got more MVPs than Kobe Bryant. Oh wow! Yeah, there's something to that, right? Wow. Yeah. It, it, this is it's. I I don't. It's a different league. First off, let's let's start there. Secondly, Definitely. do you guys think that he should have beat out Embiid? And I hate saying that, but I don't know. I I think no. it would. I don't know, man. <laughs> no. Nope. Embiid, I feel like the Joker, Joker is very good. Don't get me wrong. He's an outstanding basketball player. But just seeing the impact that Embiid has on his team and what he's done this and that's season, what MVP even though he's been out. To mean, right? Yeah. I mean, even though he was injured, he still led the league in certain facets. You know what I mean? And. I, I don't know. I think and I my vote would have been for Embiid, but I can I can't be mad at them picking uh, the Joker again. Yeah, everybody says Embiid, Joker, um, Giannis. Like you can't, like you can't be mad if one of those wins over the other one. I just think that, and I hate saying it. I think that Embiid did enough this year to make his case to be the MVP mm-hmm. for what he Agreed. did for his team with all the adversity that he had to deal with, with the Ben Simmons and then getting um, hardened and then still having one of the better records and the numbers he put up. I think that should have been enough to kind of push him over the edge this year to be the MVP. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're not one of the, we're not the one of the people to vote. Uh, I saw Stephen A. Smith kind of say the same thing. He was like, you know, uh, I would have voted for Embiid. I think he voted for Embiid, but he's not mad that they picked Jokic because right. it makes sense. Like he's he's what he is for the Jazz, um, right? Oh yeah, and which so, is the same thing that that I mean that's what Embiid is to the Sixers. I said Jazz. He played for the he plays for the Nuggets. Yeah, I'm in Nuggets. Um, and without without a real roster there, like they don't have they haven't had Murray for what two years now. Right, right. So he's he's doing a lot of that stuff by himself. Uh, a little caveat because I did bring up the Jazz. Do you guys think they're gonna blow the Jazz team up next year? I, I saw that Shaq said uh, I was watching something and Shaq was like, you know, they need to blow that team up because um, everybody thinks that uh, what's the what's the guy uh, Donovan Mitchell is good. He's like Donovan Mitchell's not good. He's a he's an oh, average wow. player. He did. Yeah. Wow. That's what Shaq said. That's what Shaq said. And he was like, I don't know the, if I agree with that. The conversation I mean, Mitchell can ball. Well, hold up. The conversation was about whether um, Rudy Gobert could guard Shaq. Right. And Shaq was like, uh, he said, 
uh, uh, I forgot who said it. it was like their whole Shaq to 12. He was like, yeah, he held me to 12 in the first three minutes. The first three minutes. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but then he was like, yeah, that's, uh, that's idiotic. I mean, that dude wouldn't have nothing for Shaq, man. That's true. That's very true. But then he went on to say that um, Donovan Mitchell and that team weren't that good. So that's a, that's a little. But Shaq had some, him. he had something to get off his chest at the same time. So it's kind of like, but they've been in the playoffs the last three, four seasons. They've always yeah, been know. in the hunt. They've always been in the hunt for the first yeah. round. First two yeah, rounds. I don't know at least. what there is to blow up. I don't. Yeah, I mean, either. ship Donovan I mean, out of there. I, I'm not. That would be it, really. Who I'm else? Not enough to the contract situations, or if there's any reason why, you know, they they'd have you know to blow it up outside of you know just basketball. You could ship Gobert. You're right. You could ship Gobert. Yeah. Re- rebuild the team from scratch. Send them to the Nets. Jazz might be losing <laughs> their coach anyway, so. Ah, uh, true. Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, following another injury, uh, are the Sixers using Embiid too much? He's supposed to play. He's a center, and it's playoffs. Say, He's supposed to play. NBA. Yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah, but I mean. They're not man. They're not load managing him. Is he's this not where we're going with this. Well, no, no, no. He's not Giannis. You, you, we see how much Giannis plays. So when we Embiid say using, forty-six playing, minutes, Giannis playing so forty-six. So we say minutes. using. Are we talking minutes? Are we talking about like plays? Play through. Like, both they, play through? Both. Everything. Mm. I would like, say it's trying, everything. Are they giving him the ball too much? He's the he's either. he's the facilitator. He's the shooter. I mean, he's 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 Who, everything Giannis or Embiid. Embiid. Huh. He's everything on that team. That's why they want to get rid of Ben Simmons because Embiid's like, I'm getting fucking hurt out here, and this nigga ain't even taking a shot under the basket. That's why he was so happy to get James Harden. But then James Harden stopped. Didn't start, didn't even start playing until Game Three, Game Four. James Harden has not taken more than twenty shots since he's I mean, been a 76er. That's sad. I mean, yeah, I feel like they are using Embiid a little bit too much. He gets hurt every playoff run because they're just running him into the ground. But can you be that big and always be hurt? Look at Giannis. Yeah. He always hurt. I mean, but Giannis plays all the time. Like, I feel like big How men are often more prone. Do you see Giannis out? I feel like big men are more prone to especially leg injuries. They are. But he ain't getting no leg. Um, he got a face injury. Yeah, he got hit in the well, face. But last season, he saw last faced season, it. What did he what in, what did what did he injure last season? I thought he injured a knee or um uh, a leg last season. So I don't remember. Embiid always been hurt though. He been hurt since he came into the league. Yeah, because he. I, think I mean, NBA, his size, his size beep, definitely beep, beep. doesn't hurt. But the way that he plays, I think, is 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 something to be concerned about because there's nobody else on the team. I mean, you got Tobias Harris. I, mean, I like Tobias. Yeah. Look at I the think, guys with injury problems. A lot of them are big men. Greg Oden, Zion, Zion. Um, what's the name? Um, Kwame Dix. Brown. Oh my gosh! Come on, man. His feelings hurt. You uh, what it. about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said his feelings hurt. Call me Brown. His feelings hurt. Um, <laughs> Lakers. Uh, God, duh, what am I? Dwight Howard. Uh, AD. Dwight. Yeah. Dwight was. And, Dwight was sturdy, man. Dwight was sturdy until later on. Hey, man, look. AD. We all know how I feel about Dwight. We ain't got I mean, to know how you feel about Dwight. Dwight was putting up can, numbers before he left Orlando. You can name a bunch of big men. That you know, the white was my dude in Orlando. Yeah, no, no, Trey is right. I mean, that's a lot of weight to carry around, and you know, obviously that it is. But I, you know, when you compare when you compare Embiid to Giannis, 
Embiid is comparably, in some cases or another, difficult to, to guard. Not as difficult to guard as Giannis is, but I, we see how hard um, Embiid plays. He, to me, I think Embiid is the more, uh, he's the more all-around player than Giannis is. Giannis has just a certain scheme. He, he can play in the paint. You rarely see him make outside shots. Embiid does everything. He can yeah, make can't threes. Shoot. I give you that. He can dunk. He can he can shoot like twenty footers. He's just like, soft. Yeah, I mean, but I think it's part of that is that they're that he has no help. But you know what? He doesn't he's have any help. You know what, Dennis? Dennis, if you send Bradley Beal over there, Dennis. <laughs> if Joel Embiid was a white European dude, you wouldn't be calling him soft. You would expect. I think Jokic is soft. I thought Dirk Nowitzki was soft. Dirk Nowitzki was definitely soft. I think Luca's soft, but and some but that's Luka's their soft game. Too. That's that European game. It's I, it's, I get it's that, nice and soft. And European and NBA soft. is turning to that, and all you get European is ball is nice and soft. I'm writing that down. <laughs> yo, yo, and that's why you are getting all the flopping and the, just the, the traveling that's allowed and the carrying. And I mean, it, this new NBA yeah. is hard for me because I mean a lot of that European influence, man. It's it's changing. It's hard for you because they soft. Yeah. Motherfuckers like Charmin on here. Get out of here. <laughs> man, but yeah, the game is the game has changed, man. Yeah, we I think, we don't... I think they're using MB too much, man. Uh, they gotta bring somebody else in to help them. But who? I mean you got Not James Harden. When you bring somebody in right. to help, you don't you shouldn't bring in somebody selfish. Hey man, uh, I need help with something. Let me call the most selfish friend I have. But right. Harden, Harden, Harden has been a facilitator since he's been there. Harden has been selfish since he. Been, yeah, <laughs> been but in selfish the NBA. Would, would have to be him ball hogging. He's been a facilitator since he's been since he left Houston. Put it like that. I'm more. Yeah, but my thing attitude. with James, I'm not saying my, my he thing with James, pass. my yeah. thing with James Harden is when Embiid went down. Where was he? He showed up for one game. One. I mean, they about to get, they about to lose. It's, for eight it's the best of it's the best out of seven. Right, right. right. <laughs> Show up for one well, game. Well, yeah, and it's, it's you, three John two Wall? right now. It's three two in that series. So, do you have the Heat closing them out next, yes. next Thursday? Okay. Yes. Trey. Yes, I do. If yeah. Embiid doesn't play, yes. Oh God, he might not play. I mean, didn't he get hit in the face again? I I, I stopped watching. I don't. Hey man, I just, I process. just, the heat of my favorite to come out the east anyway. So <laughs> you said trust the process. Trust the heat of my favorite to come out the east anyway. So I just don't see a situation if they're going back to. Um, are they going back to um, Miami? It's uh, what game is this? Game six. This is game six. Um, yeah, I think they go to Miami. It's in Miami, right? So they might, they might close it out. Going. Yeah, even even the matchup predictor on ESPN says it's a sixty percent chance that Miami closes the series Thursday. So I will be watching that. Um, I guess we all will be watching that tomorrow and see if it actually happens. Yep. Uh, Tell you who I won't be watching are the Caps. <laughs> Bitch ass. You don't want to be watching them. <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's move no, on. Nobody uh, in this podcast will. The Grizzlies are currently. We we usually don't do current. Uh, Updates on the game, but the Grizzlies are up 27 right now, halftime against the Warriors. Uh, Golden State leads that series 3 1. Can the Grizzlies pull off that series without John Morant, who is not coming back for this series? We know for sure. No, 
Well, not down 3-1. Nah, they ain't coming back through. I mean, Golden State is not killing. Like, doesn't have a killer instinct right now yeah. that I'd like to see them have. But they're going to win this series. Yeah, they're not going to win it with Clay Thompson. Well, let's see what Clay's doing right now. Clay is, Clay is he's the leading scorer with 17 in the game. Six for nine, three for six from three. All right, so he must have watched the tape from the last game. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the Grizzlies have uh, four players, no, five players in double digits right now. Um, Jackson Jr. leading, um, and Jaron Jackson Jr. leading with uh, 13 points, I believe, right now. Um, what about Steve Adams? <laughs> Steve Adams has five. <laughs> yeah, so that's my dude. Yeah, he 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 balled out last game for yeah. sure. Uh, I don't think that the Grizzlies can pull off a series win without Job Morant's energy. Uh, I think they might get one more win. They might win tonight if the uh, Warriors can't yeah, pull themselves yeah, together and yeah. come back. And with the way that they shoot threes, like this game could be turned over really quickly. Like twenty-seven points is nothing in the, in the NBA. Yeah, that's true. So, but it's like the Warriors asleep or something, man. I, I don't understand this, man. Yeah, I think yeah. it's that Steph Curry injury, man. I mean, he's been balling, but they look tired. And they probably are. I mean, a lot of teams are tired. They beat up this the end of the season. And they got to yeah. play every other night. Tired. So you know, uh, I I say this series goes four two. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it goes four two. The Warriors win four two. Yeah, I think it works. I can see that. Um, they, they'll, they'll probably tonight, lose tonight. Gonna be their last win, <laughs> and then they'll close out tomorrow or close out next the next uh, the day after tomorrow. Was that Friday? And then that'll be the end yep. of that series. Uh, one more subject uh, before we move into our um, artist of the week. Uh, what team is the best matchup against Giannis? Are we talking East and West or just East? Well, let's just say for the sake of argument that you know they go they get to the finals like which west team would be the best matchup suns in four <laughs> yeah Aiden, man he looking he he looks DeAndre Aiden DeAndre Aiden looks fierce man like he 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 looks like he is what Embiid should be but is this, is that consistent though yeah he's pretty consistent he's giving you double digit double doubles like at least Every night. Yeah, I was going to say the Suns, too, though, because of Aiden. I think Aiden is the best chance you got, um, you know, some kind of traditional big man or something to match up with Giannis. Somebody to just stop Giannis from coming down the middle like he does. Yeah. Like, right. Embiid isn't a traditional big man in the sense that he's going to stand on there and wait for you to come down there. I think Aiden is the guy. Like, he gets the blocks. Like, he, he's a he's a presence in, in the paint. And then you got Crowder coming off on the side, too. So, like, you got all these things to stop Giannis from being able to penetrate um, the hole and score. Like Paul's <laughs> Giannis is able to Giannis is able to get to the bucket <laughs> because he takes one or two steps and he's at the bucket. But when you got one or two steps against a formidable shot blocker, it's a different. You have to you have to change that. You're not just gonna be dunking on Aiden every time you go to the hole. I think the best team, the best matchup will be the Suns. Uh, the Suns got to make it, though. Warriors play small ball a lot, so I don't know if they would have the answer to stop that guy. 
That would be fun to watch if the Warriors are the Warriors that we know they can be, you know? Because they're playing two different types of games, but both of them can score. If the Grizzlies somehow manage to get past the Warriors, no shot. Jaron Jackson is no answer for Giannis. Uh, Wow. If the 76ers happen to get past the Heat. No. <laughs> what about the Heat? Yes, I think the Heat. The Heat. I think the Heat is a perfect matchup for Giannis. The Heat play good team ball, you know. Yeah. So I, I would take a team over an individual any day. Yeah, I think you touched on this, Dennis. Is that the the Heat seem like a team that doesn't necessarily go after Giannis? They go after everybody else. Yep. Like you let Giannis get his thirty. Yeah, you have your thirty. Shut down everybody else. Right. What you got? 60 points. <laughs> <laughs> you got 60. And now he's injured. The other team got 90. You're right. And he's gassed out. He, if You watched the last game. He was exhausted. He was, yeah. he was falling down the floor. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's how it was last season. Yeah. It's like he's doing it all. And Middleton's not there to to suck up some of those those shots, at least. Like, I ain't saying he make them all, but at least he. Pause. <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> to take up some of those shots. He sucks up shots because he sucks. But yeah, my point, like, I think what coming what? out of the east is the heat. Coming out of the west is yeah. the Suns. Yeah, that's gonna be a very good series if it happens. The Celtics, no. Yeah. Like they play they play bully ball a lot, but you know. They looking like they're about to lose this series right now. They were up 14 <laughs> yeah. when I left my gig tonight. And I came home, they lost mm. by three. <laughs> so, yep. you know, that's what it is. So, all right. Let's move on to our artist of the week. Uh, Trey, you can go first. Um, This week I was listening to a bit of, uh, well, a couple guys. Uh, kind of like the weather report's been off. So I was listening to Jocko. I was listening to... Uh, but I was also listening to a bit of Joe Zawinul, so, oh, um, yeah, uh, I think that do they require an explanation of who they are? I think we're some people might not know who Joe Zawinul is. I mean, he's the guy. You know, he started playing jazz way back. He played with Cannonball Adderley. He wrote "Mercy, Mercy, Mercy." I, mean, I think that's a pretty popular tune. Uh, then you know, had his own kind of jazz things going and. Then kind of they consider him one of the godfathers of fusion. Um, and he, uh, you know, obviously was the kind of the leader of weather reports. So that's that. He said kind of. <laughs> it was just he terrorized. He terrorized Jocko. Uh, you know. He did. Yeah. You got to you got to read. You got to read. And you got to watch a couple of the interviews. This. He he, big brother Jocko for sure. They said he, he treated Jocko, you know, he big brother them. Like Jocko be like, "Hey man, come check out this tune." He's like, "Ah, oh, that's that shit." Yeah, <laughs> it's I like, remember uh, that. Jo- uh, I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, and I have the book here, I think Joe was the one that gave Jocko his first drink too, and that was. Oh boy, we still had that. How that panned out? Oh, that was boy. not good. Um, yeah, so you know. But Joe, Joe was cool. Joe was, um, if I'm not mistaken as well, Joe was in the the bitches brew sessions. He's yes, he was. Yes, yes, he definitely sessions. was. Yes. He was. All right. So you have Joe, 
We got Chick. Was Herbie there too? I think Herbie was there too. No, I don't think Herbie was in bitches. In bitches brew, I can't remember. It was it was a couple. I know Chick and uh, Joe were definitely there. And Chick and Joe, he had two drummers. Chick and Chick and Joe went. It was Al Foster was on bitches brew, right? Mm. What, on drums also yeah. uh, Jack DeJanette I think was in there Jack DeJanette yeah, yeah I know two Jack drummers was playing. <laughs> yeah but I'm trying to remember yeah. who the other one was I think it was Al Foster hmm. uh, so Jack sure. and uh, I said Jack uh, Chick and Joe went off to spearhead two of the biggest fusion groups of the 70s yeah. Weather Report and Return to Forever yep so you had a lot of a lot of heavies come out of that session um, that Miles I mean, but, uh, but Miles was doing that Era to era, he created the guys, and then they would, you know, go they off. They would and, branch off and yeah, do no, their yeah, thing. Yeah. I mean, Miles he was is, doing that for multiple eras. Yeah, Miles no, was an Miles icon is, for that. Miles yeah. is credited for being the, the musician who changed jazz several times. So we all know that. Well, well they say music, not just jazz. They even say music, right? That's true. I give him that too. Because because the stuff that he did with Bitches Brew, they that influences rock. That was before. Well, that was it. That 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 was influenced from uh, he seeing Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah. So at he was a music festival. Yeah. He saw that shit. And he was like, I'm doing I'm going that. electronic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And bell bottoms. I'm doing all that shit. Yeah. Uh, all right, John. My artist of the week is Domi and JD Beck. The uh-huh. duo um, that has really gained a whole lot of notoriety in the last five years. Uh, they met at um, NAM in 2019, 2018. Dennis introduced and them to each other. Yep. I did not. <laughs> no, I wasn't there. They met at, they met at um, NAM, right? Yeah, they met at NAM in 2018 and they never looked back. Uh, I believe JD Beck was 14 at the time. Uh, anyway, they got signed to Anderson Pac's new label called Ape Shit, and um, their new single is out. They've been working on this album for a year and a half. Everybody's been waiting for them to release an album, and it's finally coming out later this year. But they have a single out called Smile, uh, which is pretty dope. And um, here's a tidbit that I didn't know. They co-wrote like two or three songs on the Silk Sonic record. I believe that. Oh. So... Yeah, shout out to Domi from uh, she's uh, the French girl with the pigtails and JD Beck looks like her little brother, but it's probably not. It's probably her boyfriend. I think they were dating. That's what I heard. I don't know if I don't know if it's a troll thing. I feel like they troll a lot. So because a lot of people ask Domi if JD's her boyfriend, and he's like yes, and then JD will like LOL, or they'll kind of like joke about it, say no, she's my sister. Really? really No. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. So anyway, yeah. Make music. My artist of the week. All right. And my artist of the week is Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> um oh boy. He just released the heart part five. I know everybody's the video now has 18 million views in the last three days. It's 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 what viral cool. is. It's what viral is. But uh that's not why he's my artist of the week. Um earlier today we had rehearsal and I was looking up some stuff. We were at John's house. And in 2018, he won a Pulitzer Prize for Damn. For Damn. <laughs> like, it was That's crazy. It's, it's like he he he's credited for, like, having one of the most prolific works of art um, that depicts African-American um, life and lifestyles. And he went on to say that it's a, not like it's about time that it happened, but he's like, you know, finally, you know, people are recognizing hip-hop as a, as a form of, like, uh, history. 
that's Pippa definitely. Butterfly should have won a fucking yeah, should have won Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. But I mean, for him to be recognized for anything as a hip hop yeah. artist, I think that was pretty cool. So he's my artist of the week. Um, if you get a chance to check out his video on um, YouTube or wherever you watch videos, um, the Heart Part Five is pretty prolific. It's it's groundbreaking. I read an article earlier. I meant to send it to you guys. I talked. Me and John talked about it earlier. Um, where they comparing it to black Michael Jackson, black or white. And that's how they start the article. And he's like, you know, how Michael Jackson was on this uh, uh, this plane of like not being touched in terms of like the innovation of the technology at the time and what he was doing with that song and how it correlates with what um, Kendra Lamar did with the Heart Part 5. So get a chance, watch the video, make comments on it. I'm sure that he's getting a bunch of, people are just itching for Kendra to put out something anyway. So he he gave him a little nugget. And I guess this is like now people are anticipating the next album. Um, after you do um, the Pimple Butterfly and the Black uh, Black Panther soundtrack, you deserve a break. <laughs> like you deserve to take a little time <laughs> off. Like, so that's what he did. So my artist is uh, Kendra Lamar. Let's move on to books, movies. He actually had an album after the Pimple Butterfly. I forgot the name of it, but. What, I thought it was, was Damn. Yeah, damn. it was Damn. And then Black Damn, Panther. I forgot. <laughs> right. All right. Let's move on to artists. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's the artist. Uh, <laughs> movies, documentaries, books of the week. John. Um, my documentary of the week is a very, very sad story. It's called The Washington Capitals in the First Round of the Playoffs. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> School, dude. So go ahead and watch it. Uh, the last two episodes are. <laughs> <laughs> the last are two episodes. It's about to be Friday about to be the and series Sunday. finale. <laughs> it, it, it could be Friday. Friday is probably wow. going to be the last episode. We'll see. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Trey? Um, I really don't have anything. Uh, not having a lot of time to watch. I'm still watching the same stuff that I was watching the last time. Uh, <laughs> you know, trying to Still trying to finish Ozark. Still trying to say. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm on the same stuff, man. Anybody going to see Doctor Strange? I thought about it. No. I heard you had to watch WandaVision. <laughs> you had to finish WandaVision. And you had to watch What If to kind of get uh, what's going on before you go to watch Doctor Strange, too. I didn't finish WandaVision. I'm on, like, the last, next to last episode of that. Yeah, and I don't want to do all that. <laughs> you it was like when I had to... You probably don't have like, to, but... It's like when I was when I started um, Game of Thrones. I started Game of Thrones in, like, 2011, but I was, like, three years late. Oof. And I was like, oh, God, I got to catch up. So luckily, this is before I had kids. Um, I would spend my days because my wife worked during the day and I gigged at night. I would just binge. I just binged like the right. first four or five seasons. So I did that with The I, Wire. I watched like me and me and BJ Simmons watched like four seasons of The Wire one day. <laughs> Trey, you just started watching it? What? game? No, I'm not that late. I watched Game of Thrones late. I got it. I so like I, I probably picked it up when it was in the next to the last season. Oh wow! wow. Yeah, we were uh, talking about that on tour one time. We were we yeah, were, we were doing like we were watching it on tour. Yeah, we were watching it. We we had like the whole uh, projector in the room yeah. and the sound. We had a speak. We brought a speaker from the car and put it into. It yep. was it was a thing. It was that was thing. dope. That yeah. was dope when you could actually watch that shit in the in the bus. Yeah, and then uh, so my. Actually, I have a book. That's my book of the week. It's called 12 Notes on Life and Creativity NDR. by Quincy Jones. You can't uh, yeah. see it. 12 Notes on what? 12 Notes on Life and Creativity by Quincy Jones. 
Oh, is it 12 pages? <laughs> no, it's uh, probably 12 chapters. He goes through all the notes, so it's like a, it's 12 words. A sharp. I was like, A sharp. Oh, what? Uh, it's like 160, 175 pages. He called it A like, sharp instead of B flat. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> some staff paper in the back of it. <laughs> Only thing I don't like about the book is that the weekend wrote the forward. Oh, why? DJ Hill. <laughs> why? Why, J. Hill. why do I not like it or why did he write it? No, why would he write a forward for Quincy Jones? Hey, man, listen, Donald Trump was president. <laughs> I don't read the forward, so I'm like, what? That's about the same logic, so I, yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm not reading that forward. I it's, the same, it's the same, it's the same uh, uh, idea, um, like when George Lucas casted NSYNC in one of the Star Wars episodes. <laughs> oh, uh, Lance Bass, right? Yeah, I think it was all of them. What? They yeah, all and, then, and they were all in it, and then people found out about it, and they like they were gonna boycott it. So he took he removed the scene. They're like running a ship. It's like Justin Timberlake, Lance Bass. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah, man, let the boys be in Joey, the Star Wars. Joey Fatone. All right, before we, we leave, them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> before we leave, I got asked this question. Uh, before we sign off, I want to ask you guys this question too, because I got asked this question today and I wanted to know, it, it would be uh, more, it would be more insightful if Jay was here, but we'll have to like fly his answer in or something like that. What has <laughs> been the best moment that you guys have had doing this podcast? Ooh. Wow. Um, <laughs> he ain't gonna give us no time to think about that. He just yeah, gonna like, all right. Now I, gotta, I, shut, I shut up, right? I ain't say nothing. <laughs> I gotta think about that because there have been quite a few. The one that pops up in my mind is the Ski Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> the one where Trey was <laughs> we're making fun of Trey and Ski Johnson. Oh, uh, you know what? My 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 all-time favorite moments have always been making fun of Trey. <laughs> we had a couple moments where me and john just had laughing fits i do remember that at something that <laughs> trey even did or said or something we made up about trey <laughs> i do remember them <laughs> i'm laughing right now about <laughs> the idea of laughing at trey <laughs> trey what's yours well, man is he playing another football? He's playing I don't another know game. What he's doing. He's Did doing you lose something. your audio, Trey? I think he lost his audio. He sounded like he over there. <laughs> I heard his. I think his mic went out. Oh man! I think his mic went out because I heard him talk and then it like. Yeah, <laughs> I will say this: there was one one of my favorite Jay Hill moments was uh, the first Dilla Dilla cast. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. When Jay came on, he came on like Spliff Stone cocaine. <laughs> yeah, he came in on. He came in hot. <laughs> And he came, he came in late hot. and hot too. He came in late yes, and hot like did. a like a little Caesar's pizza. <laughs> your man, your man Trey, was you still in. there? <laughs> <laughs> he lost Trey. I don't know what y'all talking about, man. My uh, interface have a short in the power cord. Okay, oh, that's what we man. were asking. Yeah, we actually we were like, "Are you there?" Yeah. We were we were trying to talk to you. Yeah, it has a short in the power cord or something. Oh, I no. that's what I thought. I thought man, I heard your voice, and then I thought I I thought I heard something go out. Answer quick, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your moment, Trey? 
Uh, shoot, I don't know, man. I, uh, I, I, one moment, I, I don't know. <laughs> Did you hear him say what, uh, about the J Hill, the uh, Dilla moment? <laughs> oh, when J Hill was hype? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, when he was muted. <laughs> no, oh, when he one? was hype. Oh, yeah, he's, that's actually, yeah, yeah, that was that was one too. that came to mind when Jay Hill was hype for the Jay Dilla show. That was definitely Jay uh, Hill was, was co-signing everybody. Yeah, he yeah. was. We're gonna supposed to think. Yeah, niggas posting things. <laughs> whoa, 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 bro! Calm I think down. he we should have he should have had to take to pee in a cup after that episode. <laughs> <laughs> he was on PEDs. Jay was on PEDs. I'm writing that down. Podcast enhancing drugs. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, Jay dude, takes PEDs. I'm writing that down. Podcast enhancing podcast drugs, man. Drugs. <laughs> the last yeah. few episodes have been about Jay Hill. The titles. <laughs> Because <laughs> he ain't been here. Yeah, right. Shout out to that's Mark what happens Dukes. when you Man, don't what show the fuck up. up with Mark Dukes? <laughs> like, damn, Jay Mark Dukes, the birth of Jay Dilla, motherfucker. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, that that makes sense. Yeah. But, um, with that being said, we we do appreciate everybody for taking the time to listen to these podcasts that we. Uh, have enjoyed making for you guys. It's not like I'm signing off for the rest of the year. <laughs> I just, I, I, I appreciate like, this. Dennis, the last episode, Dennis. I appreciate you and John for showing up for the podcast. I just, I, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> damn, <laughs> wow, emotional damage. <laughs> no, nah, but seriously, this is not a sign off. This is this is only the beginning of what we 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 started to do. Um, and it became, uh, it started from a conversation that we had in a van started in Europe. And mm-hmm. we, we're on episode 88. So that's, that's a, and on, on the, um, the, the website that I upload the shows onto, it says season three. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know how they, how they count their seasons. Maybe it's like every 25 shows or something like that. But we're on season three of this podcast and we couldn't, do it without you know the people who help us and the people who support us and the people who give us time away from our families to do it because <laughs> we spend about two and a half hours talking shit every week and it's it's been one of the greatest things I've done and and I think we have to thank the part the the pandemic for us that's even actually what I was gonna say having time it, yeah. to do it yeah you know we're coming out of pandemic and now we're we're having a fine uh time we're having to move the date from time to time to kind of make sure that we uh we meet up and we actually are able to bring these podcasts and like um tape them for you guys but this has been one of the the, the best things i've ever been a part of so thank you guys for that uh oh, sports man, thing sure. not the man, audience thanks for, thanks for <laughs> yeah not y'all not y'all not <laughs> my fellas like you know and like nah, honestly, is, like like you said, this has yeah. like been this has been a savior because you know we all, all of us in, in here lost gigs, lost a lot of work, so we needed to find some sort of inspiration. Yeah. And you know this was it, and we we started at, at the right time because of the uh, the Jordan documentary. So right, that oh, yeah. that that worked out. Yeah, and it's it's been it's been it's been a roller coaster, but it's been one roller coaster that. I don't intend on getting off anytime soon because it's it's been a ball of fun. Like, it, how often you get to sit around and talk sports and things with your friends? <laughs> and like, true. It, and it, the reality of it is, like, you guys, you guys listen to us talk rarely with Jay. I mean, rarely. Oh, <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, re- the reality of it is, you guys hear us once a week, or however you choose to listen to the podcast that we have on backlog. But we talk 
I mean, I don't think the conversation stops. <laughs> it's like, no, it does not. And there are lots of conversations going on at the same time. Yeah, but that that's fine because it makes it the end things part of it even more special when you can have conversations that don't just re- revolve around what you do or what you like. You can have conversations about anything. And we I broke think, iMessage. We exceeded iMessage. We had to get our own server to communicate. <laughs> yeah. With our own subjects. We had to make up yeah. special subjects to talk about certain things so everybody knew where to, you had to compartmentalize our subjects at this yeah, point. Yeah, because there's no way you were going to read all those text messages. Yeah, but, like uh, literally. I remember one time uh, I, I, I had to do something and I had to turn my phone off and I turned my phone back on it said 350 messages, and it was all from you niggas. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, and if there's no organization to that or nothing, you forget yeah. it. And if I think I turned my phone on for like 15 minutes. My phone was off for like <laughs> only 15 minutes. It wasn't even off that long. It was like, <laughs> it's like from 6.30 a.m. to 7.45. It was like What about messages. when we're having a like crazy conversation about something and Jay doesn't realize it? And he's steady just hitting the share button and sending stuff. <laughs> yeah, he don't so it's like check. we're talking about something, and it'll be like an article just pop in the middle of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> he don't check the he don't he don't like read the room at all. He's most he's most Jay wins most tapped out award of he just be hitting the share button, man. That's yeah, he, he doesn't he, he doesn't check, button. he just shares it. So he yeah. don't look to see if we've shared it or what we're talking about. With that being said, shout out to Jay Hill. Hopefully he'll be back next week. Um free Jay know, Hill. Free Jay Hill. Free, free Jay Hill, unmute Jay Hill. Um and Jay Hill takes PEDs. On that note, <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, shout out to Unhinged Sports Network, uh, Belly Up Sports Network, Eaton's Radio, all those places that play our, our podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify. Are we Wait, are we still on Spotify? <laughs> oh, I think we Nobody here has a Spotify subscription to check. No. Not anymore. Yeah, right. Uh, who else? Uh, I said Google, Apple, Pandora or something, right? Amazon. Pa- Amazon is the big one. We always got to shout out Amazon. We're trying to get, uh, I said Bezos. Bezos to buy um, the Commanders. The Commanders. Yeah, yeah. Yo, wait a what minute. Who bought the, um, who, what team is up? The the Broncos. Who's buying the Broncos for oh, $5 yeah. billion? Dollars? Uh, and and, and pro- probably the Nationals too. Yeah. <sighs> We're talking about that five billion. Five billion. No, not the Nationals. No, the, 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 the Broncos. Yeah, I know the Broncos are. But... Yeah, but no, the Nationals, there's no Nationals are now, $5 yeah. million. Uh, wow. I don't know. They, they, they're worth more than that. No, no, no. Yeah, $5 no, million. No, no price has been announced for the Nationals yet. Yeah. Well, maybe they should take some PDs, too. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, it's been real. We'll check in with you guys next week. Make sure you tell your family that you love them. Give the people the flowers while they're still here. Uh, and stay safe. COVID still out there, and there's a um, there's something swarming. There's a, there's a COVID. Uh, of course, it is another strand. Yeah, another strand's coming around. So make sure you keep your mask on, um, and take oh, PDs. Hey, right, take your PDs. <laughs> and, uh, no, <laughs> it's been real. Peace. We'll see you next week. Y'all already said it. Free my nigga Jay Hill. <laughs> no, seriously, Alicia, you gotta let him go. Oh wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we ain't oh, seen this man, man in a month. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. We got the vibe on deck, bro.
throw Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go If you could just imagine some dudes into music Get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing So here we go, Deke Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history So now what? They got they mics and gizmos Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, mo Yeah, we talking sports and things From rookies who ball to vets who about to get more rings Plus more things, like a jam session or something Then we beefing cause our favorite team John like slumming, John like pumping Over podcasts and steady every O You want more than that whole hum, so here we go Yeah, we go from bars to beats To podcasts or AstroTurf with balls and cleats Like that, y'all Talking sports and things Talking sports and things Priest the Nomad uh. Talking sports and things We're talking sports and things D. Turner, John Lane Talking sports and things Baby, we're talking sports and things Trey Illy, Jake Hill Talking sports and things Talking sports and things DC, baby Thanks for listening to Sports and Things featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and Dennis Turner. Be sure to follow and subscribe for our upcoming episodes. You can also reach the team on Instagram at S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-N-D-T-H-I-N-G-Z and on Twitter at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.